Hello and welcome to the Feeling Good Podcast. I am your host, Fabrice Nye, and joining me here in the Murrieta Studios is Dr. David Burns. Hi, David. Hi, Fabrice. Dr. David Burns has been a pioneer in the development of cognitive therapy, and he is the creator of the new team therapy. He is the author of Feeling Good, which has sold over 5 million copies in the United States and has been translated into over 20 languages. He is an emeritus adjunct clinical professor of psychiatry at the Stanford University School of Medicine. Welcome to episode 86 of the Feeling Good podcast. Back again with uh, the wonderful Tuesday group members. Um, we're going to have an interesting uh, session tonight, uh, or today if you're listening in the morning. Um, today we're going to demonstrate the feared fantasy roleplay. And uh, our volunteer uh, today is Liz, who's brought her worst fears that uh, David and um, Rhonda, who was uh, our co-therapist last time, and uh, Stephanie, uh, who's actually uh, also a podcast host. Maybe uh, uh, David uh, will uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Stephanie. But uh, Stephanie, Rhonda, and David will be playing the role of Liz's worst fears. Mm-hmm. We should broadcast this on Halloween. I don't know why we're doing it now. but So uh, let's hear it for the fear and fantasy. What is this about, uh, David? Well, um one of the themes in treating anxiety and insecurity, and we see a lot in, in the therapist in our training groups, almost all of them at some point or at a good period of time have the idea, I'm not as smart as I should be. In fact, most therapists in general have these kinds of insecurities. And if people saw how insecure I feel inside, saw how poor my skills are, they would judge me. They, you know, that, 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 that type of thing. Now, when you're treating anxiety or insecurity uh, or feelings of shame, there are many, many treatment methods and models that I use. I've developed 50 to 100 techniques. Uh, and when someone's anxious, there's the hidden emotion model is fantastic. There's the motivational model. There's the cognitive model. But there's also the exposure model. And Every patient who's anxious must be willing to use exposure or a cure is impossible. There's no way you can be cured of any fear without confronting that that fear. Uh, So, simple thing, if you have the fear of heights like I did in high school, the drama teacher made me stand on the top of a tall ladder for 15 minutes while he waited and I was freaking out and then all of a sudden after 15 or 16 minutes my fear suddenly went from 100 to zero, and I was cured uh, of the fear of heights, and then I could climb up to the ceiling, and I wanted to be on the stage crew of Brigadoon, and uh, that that's what you had. You, he said he couldn't have any kids on the stage crew if you were afraid of fear of heights, because you had to work on the ceiling and, you know, just the curtains and the lights, and then after that, I, I wasn't afraid. Now, there's a lot of different types of exposure, and sometimes uh, people cannot confront the, f- the thing that they fear the most because there's no way you can create it in, in reality. So, for example, if someone is insecure in the Tuesday group and has the thought, boy, if people knew how inadequate I was, they would reject me, they would judge me, and you say, well, you could ask somebody, say, you know, I am sometimes don't know the answers in the group, and Sometimes I feel anxious. How, how, how do you feel about me? Well, no one's going to say, well, I reject you. 
I judge you. So you can't confront that fear in reality. And so that's why I created the technique called feared fantasy. And there's dozens of ways to use it. We're just going to show you one narrow piece of the pie here tonight. But you say to the, the patient that uh, we're going to go into an Alice in Wonderland nightmare world where the thing that you're afraid of is actually going to come true. And then you can kind of act out their worst fear. And we'll show you how that how that works tonight. But let me first introduce Liz Richards, who's in our newbie group. And Stephanie, you were in the advanced group, but we had another one going on uh, a few do doors down. And uh, Liz is a local therapist and, and joined our, our Tuesday training group here at, at Stanford. And I uh, and you've been on some of the, at least one of the Sunday hikes. Yep. We, we did some work there that was awesome. And then Stephanie James has her thesparkpod.com, and we did an interview. It was just blow away. A few days ago, I was honored to be on your show, and then you were coming to California, so I said, jump on board, come to the Tuesday group. And we will publish this interview on this podcast in a few weeks, too. Yeah, yeah, the, the interview that I did with you, yeah. Wonderful. And, uh, and then uh, Dr. Rhonda Borowski, who was uh, on the last podcast on forced empathy and is back to help out again tonight so uh, tell it tell us uh, Liz uh, about your uh, insecurity in the uh, the training group Liz wrote down several negative thoughts just to speed it along I'll read them and then you can tell sure, us but sure, yeah, that uh, good. I asked for volunteers who would pr participate in the forced empathy uh, and uh, tell us what your negative thoughts are when you come to one of the team psychotherapy training groups, you sometimes tell yourself, I'm not as good a, a, as team, a team as, as the other people here, but, but they don't know what. They, right. they think I'm better than I really am. And, uh, and then uh, you have the thought uh, uh, that maybe people think I'm a know-it-all uh, because I ask a lot of questions, but I really hardly understand, you know, these new techniques. And I often have to come in late because I have to see a patient just before I commute over here. And, and I, I have the thought that people are annoyed with me that I, I come in 10 minutes late. Mm -hmm. Another thought, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And then you have the thought, they'll, they'll think that I'm stupid. A word might get out mm -hmm. about me. Uh, and I'm supposed to be smart and competent and capable. Uh, and uh, and I'm not a good therapist. So tell us just a little about these feelings of insecurity that you well, have. Well, sure, yeah. I mean, and you're sort of talking about the exposure technique, and I'm sitting here with, you know, my, of course my perception is four extremely accomplished therapists kind of um, looking at me while I'm talking about my thoughts of insecurity. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I this group has been such an awesome opportunity for me, but it's a lot of information. It's a lot to learn. And um, so I come in, and, and um, I'm... You know, these, these thoughts come up around feeling like, well, there's a lot to learn and it's hard to keep up. And um, that that I, while I do ask a lot of questions, it's because I have a lot to learn. Um, and so those feelings of insecurity kind of come around. I, I walk in and I'm, I'm new to the group and it seems like a lot of the people have been coming to the group for longer than I have. So I come to some some conclusions that they are potentially understanding the information better than I am um, and are better able to maybe apply these techniques with their clients as well. Um, so those are sort of some of the, the thoughts that come up for me um, 
most often and needing to come in. I'm always the last one in the door because I'm meeting with a client before I come in. So um, while I've announced that that's why I'm late, I'm still coming in late. So it kind of um, triggers some thoughts that I might be interrupting or annoying people as I'm walking in and they're already engaged in the group and I'm showing up late. I have a question for you. Is your main fear that, uh, you know, you're thinking that you're not a good therapist and that that you should be smarter, uh, in which case we use externalization of voices that we demonstrated on a recent podcast, or are, are you also thinking that that they might judge you? I think it's more around uh, potentially the people in the group judging me. Okay, and, and what might we thought, what are the worst things that we'd be thinking about you if we were judging you? Mm. We've well, got maybe, some of them already. Sure, but. sure, just sort of elaborate on the, on the coming in late piece, maybe that um, I'm not prioritizing um, this thing. It's like if you're, if you're not getting it, why aren't you at least showing up on time? Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of this notion that maybe I'm not committed to the group mm-hmm. um, and sort of judging that, you know, getting a little further down that road, I guess, sort of judging that my prior, I'm, I'm not prioritizing it. Um, so you're concerned they would judge your commitment, but you're not concerned that they would judge your skill or intelligence or. Well, and maybe sort of a combination of those two, sort of like if you're not getting this, which you're clearly not, why aren't you prioritizing it? If that makes sense. Right. So, so you're not so concerned about their judgment of your skill level. Um, maybe that would be secondary. Um, earlier, you said you were worried that people were judging you that you were stupid. Right. Um, that that there's sort of a combination of those two, and I'm kind of trying to decide in this moment which um, I would prioritize um, as far as the most concerning for me. Um, and and maybe stupid wasn't the right word. I'm thinking that potentially it's more around um, commitment and 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 skill building, sort of like. We've been doing this for however long the newbie group has been going on for a couple of months now, um, and that I'm still not honed like maybe I would like myself to be, and that that sort of is coming out on a feeling of being judged by my peers in the group. And so almost that that, that they would you know be saying, well, you should be here the, uh, early. Yep, exactly. You know, yeah. If 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 you aren't good at all these skills, well, you should be. You here. should be here on yeah. time. Yeah. So you don't really have the concern that they would kind of look down on you because you're not as skillful or smart as, as they are? I would say that I do. It's sort of the combination. I'm holding both of those things okay. at the same time. Sort of this like, um, because we can see that you're not as skilled, it's kind okay. of at least show up on time. Well, let's, let's take a flyer on okay, this, on this thing yeah. and, and see if we can make this, the, the, this work for you. Um, Maybe just take a minute here to do a little paradoxical agenda setting sure. at first. If we had a magic button and you could press it and all these negative thoughts and feelings would disappear, would, would you press the, the negative the, the button you'd walk into a group, you'd be confident? And sure, happy and, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. Now, um, we don't have a magic button, but we've, we've got some powerful techniques here, Liz. But what before we use them, what are these negative thoughts and, and feelings uh, and also, what are your negative feelings in, in group? Mm-hmm. Let me just read them sure, off to yep. you. Do you feel down or depressed or unhappy when you're 
Have any of these thoughts? That's not necessarily what comes up most immediately. You feel anxious, worried, panicky, nervous. How strong is that? I would say that that's probably at like a 90. A 90. Do you feel guilty, remorseful, bad, ashamed? A little bit. I'd give that maybe like an 80 or an 85, sort of around the the showing up late. Do you feel inferior, worthless, inadequate, defective, incompetent? Yep. Yeah, Uh, that's probably around closer to like a 90 as well. A 90. Lonely, unloved, unwanted, rejected, alone, abandoned? There's some of that. Uh, I'd probably give that more of like a 70. 70. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Embarrassed, foolish, humiliated, self-conscious? Sure, yeah, that's probably up there around like the 85-90 range. Hopeless, discouraged, pessimistic, despairing? That's not showing up as much, I would say. Zero? Yeah. Frustrated? Sure, yeah. Um, maybe 75. Okay. Angry, mad, resentful, hurt, annoyed. That's not really showing up in this specific right. example. Right. Now, what what are these negative thoughts and feelings show about you that's really positive and awesome? And what are some advantages in having these negative thoughts and feelings? I'm going to grab a piece of paper here. Sure, yeah. You might want to grab a piece of paper. And yeah, absolutely. Down, I so. think that um, having kind of in the group gone through some of these before I'm familiar with sort of this idea and that I think one of the things it does show about me is that I care, right, about about this, right? I wouldn't be so worried about it if I didn't care. Okay, write that uh, write that down, that, that, that you care. Is that real? Yeah. Is that important? Yes. Okay, what, what else do these negative thoughts and feelings show about you that's positive and awesome? Um, well, I suppose that I'm still kind of open, open to learning, um, that even though I've had these kind of uncomfortable thoughts um, before today, I still come to the group. So I'm showing maybe a commitment. Uh, to myself. Which negative thought or feeling shows your commitment? Because you don't want to do this on a general level. Sure. Can you tell me which thought you're thinking about or which emotion that you're saying shows your commitment? Sort of the idea that I'm being judged and people are calling me a know-it-all and I'm kind of coming in the face of that uncomfortable idea. So that that's thought. not that thought that has a great thing. It's just you're saying it's good that I come in spite of the thought. But when I'm doing positive reframing, reframing, Mm -hmm. what what was the thought that you just mentioned? People are going to judge me for being late? Yeah. So the question is, what does that thought show about you that's positive and awesome? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I guess it it shows that the fact that that people are judging me, um, I don't know. I'm kind of having a hard time coming up with a benefit. Where you're there. saying you're concerned that people might judge you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And what does that show about you? That's really terrific. I care what other people think of me. Is I'm, that important? I'm sure. Well, I add, suppose. Add, yeah. Add that. I, I care what my colleagues. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What my colleagues think. Uh, the fact that you're feeling uh, ashamed or, or, or guilty or, or that you tell yourself, I'm not as good as, as, as a team as mm-hmm. I should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what, what does that show about you that's positive? It shows that I, maybe I have high standards. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Okay, at, at high, high standards. Is, have your high standards motivated you? Yeah, yeah. And, and have you accomplished a lot because of that? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've become licensed as a therapist. That feels like a pretty big accomplishment well, in my let's, world. Let's add that. Yeah. I have accomplished a lot. You're um, telling telling yourself, um, I'm not a good therapist. Uh, people will think I'm stupid. Therapists will think I, I don't know 
what I what I'm doing. What are there any good things about those thoughts? Well, they seem to sort of have a similar theme to the mm-hmm. things, the benefits that I've already listed around sort of just my um, how much I care about it. You know what what this means to me um, and. Shows you have great passion, mm-hmm. right? Is that a good thing? Yeah, I would say so. Doesn't it also show they have a lot of integrity? Yeah, yeah, I suppose it does. Yeah, and honesty. Like yeah. you're you're facing the fact that you do have a lot to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's a cool thing. Um, anything else you can think of, Stephanie or... Rhonda. Do any of these thoughts feel they're kind of protective of you? Yeah, maybe sort of the, the idea that if I think these thoughts, then if I think these thoughts, then um, I can sort of protect myself from, I'm sort of making the uh, leap a little bit, sort of that if I make, if I have the thought, then I'm protecting myself from the wound of the thought coming without me having it first. Right. I'm, does that, if that makes sense, that I'm sort of like re- myself before rejecting myself do. before I get rejected outright by my peers. So I'm uh, protecting myself. Mm-hmm. Is that a benefit? Sure. Okay, yeah. you can add that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm protecting, protecting my, myself. Uh, anything else? We but doesn't see? it also show that you're you're humble? I mean, you're not walking into the class as a newbie and going, yeah, I don't need to learn anything. I, You know, I read the book. I know everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to come in late. Yeah, I'm coming late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good point. Well, and actually, when you're talking about also, you know, I ask a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. me, I mean, just really being inquisitive and that kind of dovetails on what Rhonda was saying. Mm-hmm. You know, really this openness and desire to learn. Mm-hmm. I do have that. I do really want to, you know, I, I recognize the the privilege of being in this group, and I really feel honored to be able to be a part of it. So as much as I have these thoughts, I'm trying not to let them get in my way. If that so it shows sense. my respect mm-hmm. for, for, yeah. for the group and the opportunity and my colleagues. And your curiosity. Is that something that you value, curiosity? It is. is that a which, good which thought shows curiosity or not? Or which feeling? Because we're trying to avoid general compliments. Oh, yeah, but that's not a negative thought, is it? Well, no, that's not another question. Others will think she that, asks uh, enough questions. You think she'd get it by um, now? Yeah, yeah. So that's right. I'm a know-it-all. Uh, yeah, um, I don't think this thought shows that she's curious. This thought shows she's concerned about others judging her. Okay. And I, I think when you do the positive reframing, I would avoid um, general compliments, uh-huh. um, but but rather, what does each negative feeling reveal? about you, Liz, that's positive and awesome, or what are some some advantages of, of them? Um, what are some other advantages of feeling uh, really uh, embarrassed and uh, self-conscious and anxious and, and, and worried? What, what are some benefits of feeling this intense anxiety? That's a good question. <laughs> um, I, off the top of my head, I don't know. Um, a benefit to feeling intense anxiety. In the um, group. I don't feel it when I'm not in the group. Right. I can feel the other side of it, okay. I suppose, when right. I'm not experiencing that. Um, well, what, what I was getting at is, does it maybe uh, keep you from making a fool of yourself? Mm. Mm-hmm. Keeping vigilant? Sh- sure, yeah. Um, Hyper aware of how I may or may not be perceived within the is group. Is that desirable? Suppose. Con- you know, concerned about how I'm perceived by others. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, let's, yeah, absolutely. Let's add, add that. Well, I wondered too if that does that anxiety have a motivation feel for you? Yeah, I mean that's one of the things that that maybe is taking place is that the anxiety kind of um, lights a fire under me to study harder and try and learn more of the of the techniques. Makes me study harder. Is that good? That's it. Sure. Put that yeah. in as an advantage. Yeah, great. And to volunteer here, you're volunteering for right. the podcast. It's late at night. Right. Right. And, and you're, you know, trying to contribute, trying to make something happen, trying to learn something. Yeah, I mean, this this volunteer um, for the podcast was sort of a direct, like, just go for it. Just, you've yeah. got this opportunity, kind of once-in-a-lifetime thing to do this. Just do it and deal with your feelings about it later. <laughs> right, fantastic. <laughs> now, um, let's just bring this to a quick closure, sure. and then we'll do the feared fantasy. Okay, I was afraid um, when this was going to start getting scary. Yeah. <laughs> the um, How much anxiety would you want to have at the end of the evening? Uh, because we've got all these good things about you, so maybe we don't want to press the magic button and, and make all these negative thoughts and feelings go away because then all this list of positives will disappear uh -huh. as well. Yep. So what would be a healthy amount of anxiety? I had previously said 90, mm -hmm. so I think, you know, I certainly don't need 90 anymore. I think right. that taking it down to something more like maybe a 5 or 10, you know? Okay, 5 to 10 yeah. would be the goal. How guilty and ashamed and would you want to feel? That was 85. I'd say like 2. I don't really see a two? lot of utility okay. in guilt and shame. How in inferior, inadequate worthless and competent would you like to feel that was 90 that's a tough one because it kind of that's the part that sort of helps me motivate myself so, so maybe sort of like the 10 10 okay how lonely do you want to feel tonight um, two two okay um how embarrassed foolish humiliated self-conscious five five okay how hopeless discouraged zero zero i think i had that as a zero yeah before. it's already zero how frustrated do you want to feel Five. Five. There okay. must be some utility to that. So are those numbers high enough? I think so. Okay. Now, we're, we could do a lot of different techniques here. But sure. We're just going to try feared fantasy. Sure. And we'll see if it's helpful to you. Okay. So we're going to have you confront your worst fear. Okay. And uh, <laughs> the, 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 this is Stephanie, Rhonda, and David. They're members of the Tuesday group from Hell. And when you do this technique... You tell your patient, we're going to go into an Alice in Wonderland nightmare world where your worst fear comes true. Okay. So we're actually very critical members of, of the Tuesday group. But in this, uh, in this weird world, there's two rules. If you think people are judging you, uh, they really are. Okay. And not only do they have all these negative thoughts about you, but they get right up in your face and they try to humiliate you. Okay. And so you can play the role of Liz and we'll be the, the members from hell. Okay. Or you can be the member from hell and I'll play the role of Liz. Ah, okay. And we can do role reversals too. Okay. So do I choose which one I play first? What, what do you want to start out I think at? I'll play Liz first. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'll start it off and, and then... Uh, you know, we'll they can jump in and and we're, we'll we'll see how we'll see how you do. Okay. Now, just like when we did externalization of voices a couple podcasts back, when you defeat us, there's two sources of energy. Uh, one is called the self defense paradigm, and one is called the acceptance paradox. Mm -hmm. When you use the self defense paradigm, you kind of tell us we're we're full of baloney. Okay. 
when you do the acceptance paradox, you defeat us by agreeing with us with a sense of peace or, or a sense of humor. Mm -hmm. Sometimes acceptance is the only one that'll work. Yep. Sometimes self-defense is the only one that'll work, and sometimes it requires a combination. Okay. So uh, if, if you're not winning huge with one of those, then we can do role reversals and try other strategies and, until we, we win huge. Okay. So um, uh, the, the, could I talk to you for a minute, Liz? Sure. Um, I, I just wanted to, to let you know that uh, because you come in 10 minutes late, I, I, I've just concluded that uh, you're not prioritizing our group and you're not really committed to, to, to learning. Okay. You know, I've thought about that, and it, it's I, I admit that it's hard for me to come in late, too, because um, this group is really important to me. Um, and there's also a client um, whose case is also important to me, and her, her treatment is important to me, and this is the only time slot that she's available. So I've sort of compromised with myself on that and decided that, that I have to come in late, and I, as much as I struggle with that, it's sort of the best I can do at this point. Okay, so who won? I think I, I think I won that one. Big or small? I'd call it a big, but but not huge. Okay, let, let let's try try a role reversal. Okay. Um. So should I call you Liz? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, you want me to be Liz, or do you, why don't you be positive, Liz? Um, so, so Liz, I noticed that you come into the group every week and you're at least 10 minutes late, sometimes more. Um, and when I see that, I really question your commitment to the group. I am late. That, that is right. I, I am. And, and I can understand how that would look to you, mm -hmm. um, that maybe I wasn't committed. And, um, it's really important to me to be a part of this group. And so I would rather come 10 minutes late than not come at all. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really essential for me to be here. Mm -hmm. And I do have this conflict with this, with this other client. Mm -hmm. And so I really, um, want to honor both places. Yeah. And I know that that, that puts me sometimes really at, a, at an odd place. Mm -hmm. So it, it makes sense to me. Um, that, that you feel that way. And again, um, I hope I can be honoring by just talking to you and helping you to understand a little bit about where I'm coming from. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So who won? I think she did. Big or small? Big. Big or huge? And I think huge um, because A, hearing it from somebody else I think is helpful. And also I just sort of sensed a little bit more sureness of her stance in her voice where I was a little bit more sort of like maybe timid okay. in my presentation of it. I thought it was big, but not huge. Okay. Let, let's try try another uh, role, role rever couple role reversals here. Uh, okay. So am I doing the same one with you? Yeah. Or? yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. We'll stick with it until we've really got it. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. So really want to knock it out of the park, as you say. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, Liz, I noticed yeah. that you uh, come to group late each week. And um, as another group member, um, it's disruptive and it makes me actually question your commitment to the group well you know it's painful to hear you say that because you're someone in the group i really like and admire mm -hmm. and uh, i've been concerned that maybe people are getting kind of tick ticked off at me mm -hmm. for, for coming late um, i'll tell you why that happens and then you can tell me what what you think uh, 
I have another a patient I've been working with is really severe, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm very committed to her, and and I can only see her in this one time slot. It's the only way we we can get together. That's what brings me ten minutes late each each week, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping to be able to continue to to do both both things, but. If if I I don't want to disrupt you, that would be very selfish of me. And and if you'd rather why not come to group until I'm done with this patient, I I could I could drop out too if that's what people want me to do because mm-hmm. I, I I would I would hate to have a negative Im- impact. I'm so honored to be in this group, so honored to know you and to have a chance to learn from you and mm-hmm. and and from everyone who's here. So tell tell me what you think. Mm. Yeah, that was good. You you won there. You won that one. How? Yeah. How? It was, is I could sort of hear the, almost the five secrets that you were using in right, there. Right. Um, really kind of um, expressing to you the gratitude that you have for being in the group and the respect that you have for the other people. You were being authentic and honest about sort of your R- right vulnerability around it. R- 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 right. Yeah. And then if the person rejects you, who, who looks like the jerk. All right. Did right. you see that? Not that I'm trying to make anybody look like a jerk, but yeah, yeah. Well, you're not making them, but right. they would be making themselves, right? Sure, sure. So let, let's try a role reversal back. You want to be you be the, the, the group member from hell. And let's see if Liz can head it out of the park. Okay, Liz, you know, every time you come to this group late, you're 10 minutes late, it is so annoying, and it's so disruptive to me. I work really hard to get here on time, and I don't see why you can't. Well, first of all, I really want to apologize um, if I've been disruptive to you or any other members of the group, because this group really means a ton to me. And the last thing I would want um, is to be negatively impacting your group experience in any way. Um, The situation that I have is that I am meeting. I mean, David, you were pretty right on with this, that I am meeting with a client um, who really needs the help right now. And it seems like we've made a pretty good um, therapeutic connection. And this is the only time that we can meet. Um, and so this is something that I really have struggled with as far as where to go with it. But, um, at this point, um, my choice has been to kind of try and quietly duck in the side 10 to 15 minutes late. Um, but if, if that is disruptive to the group, um, I would be happy to, well, maybe not happy to, but I would be willing to, um, maybe put the group on hold for a little bit while I continue to work with this client and I could come back um, maybe when, when this time slot was free. And if that's what you guys would like, I'd be happy to do that. So who won? I think I did. Big or small? Big. Big or huge? Huge. I mean, there's still this sort of like feeling of unsettled because I don't have resolution around it, but I don't know that I would necessarily be able to get that in the moment. So, yeah, I think that it's a – the interaction feels good. Like a win. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, let, let's try try another one. Uh, why don't you hit her with another one? You know, Liz, I understand everything about this group. I've been coming just as long as you have, and I can tell that you don't. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I don't. Um, and you know, I've really i i I recognize that I have these thoughts that kind of come up around, you know, you're right. I recognize that I don't understand everything that's going on in this group and I have a ton to learn still. It's a lot of information. Um, and if you know everything in this group, I would love to sit down and learn from you. If you had any time that you'd be willing to kind of give me some tips or tricks 
I'd love to learn from you. If you know everything in the group, that's awesome. So who do you think won that I one? think I did. And <laughs> I yeah. think you won a pretty huge <laughs> yeah. yeah, it felt like a pretty big win. Yeah, great. Yeah. Could, could I talk to you for a minute, Liz? Okay, yep. I, I just want to let you know that uh, I, I, I think you're stupid. Mm. I didn't want to hurt your feelings or anything, but yeah. I know how much you value truth and honesty. Mm. I don't think I'm stupid. <laughs> um, I've sort of, you know, sometimes I feel that way. Um, but, you know, all told, I've actually, when I think about it, um, I've done sort of, I try hard and I don't think that I'm stupid. I, I um, sort of use it, feeling the urge, stepping out of the role play, I'm feeling the urge to do the fight back and defend myself one on that. Well, go ahead, fight yeah. back and defend yourself. I'm not stupid. <laughs> okay. So who won? Me. Big or small? Uh, big. Big or huge? Huge. huge. I, yeah, I realize that me, me calling myself stupid is is just sort of an unkind and yeah. untrue. You want to thing. see another way to defeat that one? Sure, please. You be the member from hell. I'll okay. be Liz. Uh, Liz, you're stupid. I think you're stupid. Well, I feel that way quite often, to, yeah. to be honest with you. I, I'm actually, uh, think I'm pretty, pretty smart, but I make a lot of mistakes and there's things I'm not very good at. Can you tell me what you've observed? Mm. And maybe I can kind of learn from you because mm-hmm. I've seen you in group and you're really awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all about that stroking, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. who won? You did. Big or small? Big. Big or huge? Huge. And how did I win huge? Um, by practicing that sort of the acceptance paradox and sort of almost bringing humor into it a little bit. Right. But yeah. there's another dimension that you missed. Did either of you get it? Inquiring to them sort of about, Yeah, let's be specific. Yeah, tell me how I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and then the person can say, oh, well, you didn't do this properly, you didn't do that properly, and then it just becomes a learning thing. Our, our angst, our anxiety, depression, if you're depressed, comes from these global overgeneralizations right. that you're this stupid person or, right. or, or, or something or this worthless person. And people get hypnotized by those those kinds of thoughts and they create tremendous pain. And when you use less be specific to say, now, what what exactly are, are, are we talking about mm-hmm. here? I certainly have tons of flaws. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then suddenly the, the pain kind of dissipates. Um, let, let's try another one. Oh, let, let's see if you can do that. Did, we did it. Did you do it? No. Uh, yeah. 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 Anyway, I, I've seen you in group here, and uh, as you know, we're, we're we're pretty badass. The rest of us members here are pretty True. pretty awesome. I mean, Stephanie there has this massive radio show mm-hmm. and a huge audience, and mm-hmm. we're we're pretty slick. slick but um, you know, uh, I, you know, I just. I, I, I'm just going to have to spread the word about you uh, that that you're really just you know not up to our our level and and so I judge you. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, yeah, sometimes I feel um, I understand why you might judge me. Sometimes I feel um, a little bit behind behind the game here, but I I really um, you know I I appreciate the experience. I feel so fortunate to have the experience to be surrounded by such accomplished and smart people and to be able to learn from them and, and sort of maybe cutting myself a little bit of slack. There have, there are some things that I've kind of accomplished over the course of my time in, in school and um, getting my license as a therapist. So maybe stupid's an overgeneralization, but I also feel really fortunate to be able to learn from some really smart and accomplished people. Who won? I did. Big or small? Big. Big or huge? Huge. Huge or gigantic? <laughs> gigantic. Gigantic. Yeah. 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 
Is there any anything that's that's left here? Uh, I think you're kind of hitting the ball out of the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there any remaining pieces of insecurity? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I recognize that, you know, also I want to just sort of speak to the kindness of the people in the group. You know, the, it's such a warm and welcoming oh, yeah. people, uh, right. group of people in there that, that there's not anything that anyone's done right. or said to make me feel stupid or inadequate or any of the sort of um, thoughts that are going on in my head that, that this is purely sort of my cognitive distortions that I'm bringing into the group and, and seeing them play out. So was this helpful for you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now we have a homework assignment for oh, for you, and uh, what what do you folks are you thinking about what her home what uh, Liz's homework assignment should be? Uh, no, I haven't been thinking about that <laughs> <laughs> at all. Have, have you, Stephanie? No, I have not. You, you haven't. Well, I think you know homework is very important, and you can get a well. We can see how you're feeling right now. We'll, we'll see that in a minute. I'll sure. see what your ratings are on these mood things. But um, would would be uh, if you haven't done it already, mm-hmm. then in in the next group, just at the be, beginning, to 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 you know ask the teacher, say, could I just have a minute here with the group? Mm-hmm. And and then you could say two things. Mm-hmm. What one is you you could say, I, I've been concerned. You know, I love you all to death, and I have to come in ten fifteen minutes late because I have a patient I don't want to abandon. Yeah. But I'm really concerned that you folks might be understandably annoyed with with me mm-hmm. and that my behavior might seem disrespectful or like mm-hmm. I'm not c- committed to the group. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, you know, if this has been an issue for, for some of you. Mm-hmm. Sure. That, that would be one thing. And then yeah. another, the, your second assignment would be that after that to say the other thing I want to ask about is, is to say sometimes when I'm here in, in the group, you know, I ask a lot of questions and, and uh I'm, I'm cons- wondering if anybody thinks like I'm coming across like a, a know-it-all. The old no. survey technique. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then you could say, tell you the truth, uh, I, I often tell myself, uh, you know, I, people here probably think I'm stupid and mm. I'm, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing and uh, uh, that I'm supposed to be smart and I'm maybe you're thinking I'm not really a good therapist. I have these concerns myself sometimes i'm wondering how you people do feel about me sure and think about me and think about me yeah yeah Yeah, that's a good idea it's a little intimidating and a little scary but that's the purpose of this right yeah if it wasn't at all scary or intimidating then it it wouldn't it wouldn't have any real value for you and and truthfully my expectation is that i wouldn't be the only person in the room Oh, I'm sure you'll with, suddenly everyone you know, will come to life. And, you know. But then the second part of that homework is that you would, after the end of the two groups, you would come back to David and me and Stephanie and and report back what the experience was like for you. Okay. Now, I can do that. Now, let's just do our end of session rating here. How sure. anxious are you feeling right now between 0 and 100? I don't know. Uh, five? Five, okay. Yeah. And how uh, guilty and ashamed are you feeling? Zero. Zero. And and how inferior or an incompetent are you feeling? Five. Five. And then how lonely and alone and rejected are you feeling? Right now, zero. Zero. <laughs> and how uh, embarrassed and self-conscious are you feeling? Zero, I think, zero. right now. Yeah. How frustrated are you feeling? 
Zero. Zero. Yeah. And how angry. Uh, no, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, there was no. The frustration. Oh, so the frustration zero. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So you, you matter exceeded all of your goals. Mm-hmm. You actually exceeded, I say, uh, all of your goals. Yeah. And uh, two questions, Not and then Fabrice will have a couple questions, and then okay. we'll, we'll be out of here. But sure. number, is, did that really happen? Are you actually really feeling better, or are you just yeah. being nice? No, no. Um, uh, so I'm the, not nice. Okay. <laughs> um, no, so, yeah, yeah. So what I, happened I then here in the in this little mini session? It was just a technique we were practicing, right. but it was a real issue that you yeah. had. And what caused your emotion emotions to to change so dramatically and radically in such a very short period of time. Well, it sort of exposes you to kind of a simulation of the worst case scenario, right? And yeah. I'm assuming that that's why it's called the feared fantasy, yeah. right? Is it's presenting um, kind of a, a hypothetical, right? I mean, we're not actually in the group in this moment, but in fact, recording in front of three very accomplished therapists. So it's, you know, a similar level of pressure even. And, yeah. and that there's this sort of like, we're going to present you with your worst fear. And you actually... S- s- survive that and actually can kind of um call call out the distortions yeah right yeah recognize where you're sort of being unreasonable with your self-directed thought yeah and you discover that the monster has no teeth Mm -hmm. and the acceptance paradox is is a a particularly strong tool Mm -hmm. um i did a uh, used to do workshops on anxiety i think i did one on social anxiety which includes public speaking anxiety and then i did a live demo with a patient in each workshop, and I, this, I, I worked with this woman with intense public speaking anxiety, and I did the downward arrow, what are you, what are you the most afraid of? Because mm-hmm. she said she just had crippling public speaking anxiety ever since she was a little girl. And well, like, right now, you're in, I said you're in front of 200 people, what, what are you the most afraid of? Like, what's the worst fantasy? And she said, well, they'd all stand up and point at me and shout out, you suck. So I said, well, should we go ahead and do oh, that? No. And, oh, wow. and so she said, yeah, let's have them. So they all stood up and pointed at her and shouted, you suck. And wow. she just broke into laughter, this thing Ooh, that she'd been so ter- terrified of. And she, then she saw the, the monster had, had no no teeth. And that that's, that's the cool thing about exposure. Uh, it's probably the oldest and most researched psychotherapy technique in the world, and and this is just one way of of, of, of doing exposure sure. uh, through acting out the patient's worst fear. And I like this one because, you know, and of course we don't have, you know, the time to sort of explore how, all the parallels between these examples of thoughts and how it shows up in my role as a therapist and a clinician and in personal relationships and in other sort of areas of oh, our yeah. life, you know, the sort of oh, the inadequacy yeah. idea can be translated to all kinds of areas of our lives, so you can sort Could of... Could I talk to you for a minute, Liz? Sure. You're not good enough. <laughs> You're right, and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who won? I did. Big or small? Big. Big or huge? Huge. Huge. Okay, Fabrice. So I have a question here because um, I've been listening to how you're, you've been uh, leading this role play, and uh, you, you're, you're using uh, Liz's negative thoughts... You are playing the role of the negative thought, and she's responding to it using the acceptance paradox or the self-defense paradigm. And then you're asking after afterwards, you know, who won, big or small, uh, big or huge. 
I think to, to our listeners, this is going to sound exactly like the externalization of voices. How do you differentiate the two? The, I think of the uh, going up a ladder, actually, of enlightenment. And the technique we did, double standard technique that we did, I think, last week, the last podcast. couple podcasts ago. Couple, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's where, where you have them talk to a dear friend. Yeah. Uh, and the dear friend is verbalizing the patient's negative thoughts, yeah. and the, pa- the patient gets enlightenment through compassion, you, yeah. you might say, for the, for themselves. The next step up the ladder is externalization of voices, where you actually attack the patient with their own negative thoughts, yeah. and they have to talk back to those thoughts and defeat those thoughts. The third level is the feared fantasy, where... where we, we go into an Alice in Wonderland nightmare world where, because you see an externalization of voices, the patient is saying that their thoughts aren't valid. Yeah. But then we're saying, suppose the thoughts were valid and, and people really were rejecting you because of your appearance or, or this or that or whatever uh, the person is afraid of. And then you see even that is something I, I wouldn't ha- have to fear because now I see that the monster has no teeth. So mm-hmm. I look at them as, as three levels of becoming more and more a, a extreme in our freedom from the, those thoughts that, that create so much depression mm-hmm. and insecurity. Yeah, that's, that's a great explanation. That's the only question I had. I think that this was a, a great demo. Thank you very much for the experience. I appreciate it. Thanks, Liz. You're, you, you've got such a great spirit. Uh, when you came on the hike and we worked on your insecurity about not being successful enough in Silicon Valley, it was you. you it was just fantastic what, what you did. I felt so close to you, and everyone on the hike just felt so close to you. And yeah. now I see your, your spunky, warm, vulnerable powerful spirit. And well, I really appreciate the experience on the hike and tonight. I mean, the hike was a pretty profound experience for me um, still that's had lasting impact and it was two hour hike. So it's pretty amazing. And thank you to Stephanie and Rhonda in the roles of the Queen of Heart and the Mad Hatter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and see you next time. Okay. Bye bye, everybody. Thank you. This has been another episode of the Feeling Good Podcast. For more information, visit Dr. Burns' website at feelinggood.com where you will find the show notes for this podcast under the blog page and where you can leave your comments and questions. The website has an abundance of resources for therapists as well as non-therapists, including books, workshops, a list of online training groups around the world, and much more. Theme music is Gypsy Jazz in Paris, 1935, composed and performed by Brett Van Donzel. I am your host, Fabrice Nye, and I invite you to join us next time for another episode of the Feeling Good Podcast.